Welcome to the Grey Wolf Podcast. Here we go for a big episode 20 of Grey Wolf Footy. It's Fitzy in the studio, joined by my buddy Gracie, the madman. How are you going, sir? Yeah, good in yourself. Good, yeah. Not too bad. Um, are you sure you're all right after the Geelong game on the weekend? It's, it hasn't sunk in too badly, has it? No, no, I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. So. <laughs> yes. We're going all right. Yeah, of course. I mean, it has been a big week of football already. I'll tell you what. Talk about four amazing finals matches, Gracie. We're going to run through these and, of course, we'll preview the upcoming semifinals. But how about a great week of football? I think I read the combination of the difference in these games in scores is the lowest it's been for 30 years or something like that. So it's an unreal unreal way to kick off the finals. Yeah, it was good, uh, good, nice, tight games all the way through. There was no one-sided affairs, which, you know, we, we predicted um, there may be. And I think um, I went 0-4, fits in, you're 1-4, so... <laughs> Hopefully no one listened to us, but um, <laughs> yeah. no, it's uh, it was it was a hard week. You know, those, all these games could have gone either way um, with with different, um, I guess, uh, things happening throughout the game. So um, probably the most one that was. I guess comfortable for majority of the game was the Brisbane um, win over mm, Richmond. Yeah, they seem to have control of that for most of the match. So, but the rest of them were very very close. So yeah, couldn't agree um, more. And but t- yeah, we'll get stuck in. Tough it. to pick, and I'm going to blame you because I just went with who you picked with some <laughs> of them. <laughs> I'll be I'll put the blame on you. But let's kick it off with the uh, the Thursday night game, Gracie and you know Geelong going down to Port Adelaide. Probably the story of the night. Five goals, twelve for Geelong. I think Hawkins kicked five points. Yeah, five points and one out in the full. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was disappointing because I, I felt like we were in the game for the whole whole time. They come out with a bit of a spurt at the third quarter. But um, to me, that sort of like that was we got all of Port Adelaide then and they, yeah. they sort of still couldn't put us away. So, you know, if Hawkins turns his six shots a goal into three goals, three, it's almost mm. we almost win that game. So five goals, 12, you're not going to win a final. No. Um, kicking that. So... I'm um, not too worried. It's disappointing to, to obviously lose another finals and obviously it come into question at, at the end. And obviously Chris Scott um, sort of, I guess, blew that away a little bit with he's sort of getting sick and tired of it, which, you know, it's a fair point. They haven't won too many finals mm. since 2011, but, I mean, they're still putting themselves there every year um, to have a crack. So, yep. obviously, we've got the second chance for a reason and we'll, we'll come up again this week yeah. um, and have another crack to, to hopefully face Brisbane next week, which, you know, I'd be... Um, Fairly confident in, in if we did win to uh, to beat Brisbane. Go up so, against them. Um, I mean, they they played quite well, but um, yeah, but you know, don't, don't take anything away from Port Adelaide. They uh, they obviously you know did a lot of study on Geelong compared to the last time we played them because we've been we've been very convincingly last mm. time. So um, the big the big thing is, and I think I mentioned to you, Fitzy is. Mackenzie on Hawkins, it worked because Hawkins didn't kick straight. If Hawkins yeah. kicks three or four goals, all of a sudden they'd be saying Mackenzie was a bad idea to play on Hawkins. Mm. But straight after the game, I watched the after because I knew it would happen that they lauded Mackenzie and yeah. Ken Hinkley's move for putting him there. Bold move and, you know, it obviously they won the game so you can't really say too much about it, but sort of looking at it from the other point of view that if Hawkins kicked a bag, yeah, it's and you didn't headline, the, yeah, and then you lose the first week of finals, and that that's the headline for the next 100%. next next week. Yeah, so, um, you know, but it was a close game for throughout, and um, you know, there was a couple of questionable decisions from Scott with um, you know why why he had danger in there with five or ten minutes to go when the game was still on the line. So, 
um, you know, the, the big ones for Port, the, the kids stepped up, you yep. know, watching Rosie and Butters and those guys and um, even Dersma taking that big hit mm. as mm. well. So, yep. Yep. Um, you know, the, the young kids stepped up a little bit. So, um, you know, there's a few few passengers for Geelong, um, which is a, a little bit worrying. You know, we didn't get any goals out of Myers, Rowan or Ablett, which is um, a little bit worrying. But, um, yeah, they've obviously had a week to think about it and, yeah. and come yep. up again this week to hopefully change yeah, that. Yeah, so. exactly right. I've got a couple of questions for you on this game but oh, I do know that centre bands you were talking about were right at the end of there it was Dalhouse uh, Tom Atkins and someone else was in there it's like that's prime time put your best midfield yeah. get in there and don't be too cute about it but is it for Geelong is it just the, do you think it's more than just the goals is there anything else like, if they're going to they're going to beat Collingwood this week isn't it where they're going to be yeah. up against is it just the goal kicking that needs to improve or do you see any other areas they need to you know, um, tighten I, screws I found on? that when we had to go for it especially towards the end of the third quarter in the last quarter it seemed as though we just attacked and didn't worry about getting scored against and um, it seemed to work but like there was pivotal moments in that game where there was one in the middle where Jack Henry picked up the ball and went to go kick it forward and got tackled turnover and Port went forward and kicked a goal so um, you know there's little moments like that and that would have put Geelong up by a couple of goals I think yep. going into half time so um, little things like that but I think this week they just got to go go on the attack move the ball quickly because that's how we get the one-on-ones with Hawkins and mm. um, you know you can get Gary Rowan over the back with speed and and Myers and those sort of guys so I think um, I think they just got to got to move it a bit more quicker yep. Yep. Um, and through the middle when we move through the middle and quick um, you know we're pretty unstoppable especially when you got Hawkins to kick it to mm. one-on-one um, you know Darcy Moore is probably the likely candidate or roughhead to to get that job this week and yep. um, I'd be fairly confident that he could outmuscle those yeah. two quite comfortably. So, Agreed. but um, yeah, probably just a bit more quicker ball movement and and just back back themselves. Yep. So yeah, you know, you've got nothing to lose. Of course, and we'll talk a bit more about that game shortly. And one thing I just want to ask you on Port Adelaide, and obviously this is probably the game I was most interested in coming into the week was how this one played out with the uh, the matchups being so even. Have you learnt anything about Port Adelaide? Have they do they strike you as a premiership favourite now after that win? No, I don't think so. I think. Um, they they played their best best footy, mm-hmm. um, and you know, and it was still good footy. But you know, Richmond and you know they got a big in um, this week. Um, I think they'll, they'll get beaten quite comfortably yeah. by Richmond if Richmond can get over the Saints this yep. week, which um, I think we all all tip probably will. So um, I think you know there'll be a lot of Port fans out there thinking they're gonna they're gonna get there. And look, they may prove me wrong, um, but yeah, I just I'm still not. Fully, like they finished top, I know, but <laughs> they just haven't. Um, you know, we we got a hold of them by ten goals earlier in mm. the year, and I know it's a long time ago, but I don't know. There's just um, unless they move the ball quickly and their kids are up and about, there's they they can fall into a bit yeah. of a shell. Like yep. you know, Motlop first time this year, I think he's really done much in a game. He's kicked three goals, three. I guess opportunistic goals. You know, there was one off the ground that he he beat Harry Taylor back for pace. Mm. There was another one he sort of just grabbed off a pack and chipped it and and scored a goal. So his third goal was pretty good. Um, sort of snapping from from the boundary. But um, you know, they're they're going to need those motlops and the, and the yeah. kids have to be yep. on fire for them yep. to to I think 
beat Richmond. Get it the whole way through, which, yeah. I mean, could happen. I mean, they have been on fire a lot this year. Yeah. But we'll talk a bit more about Port Adelaide shortly. But let's break down the Friday night game. We'll go through these pretty quickly. Uh, Brisbane obviously taking care of Richmond. It was, a, it was a game, like you said before, where Brisbane really controlled most of the game. There were a few patches where you thought the Tigers might come back, and they almost did at one point. But really, the Brisbane Lions sort of controlled that game and a well-deserved win. What, what happened with the Tigers, do you think? Do you reckon they went into that game with a bit, uh, just that the thought they were just going to roll over the top of the lines? Because I've gone pretty casual there in the second and third quarters when you know the game's on the line. They were very casual, I thought. Yeah, I, I, I was watching with a Richmond supporter, a good mate, Shawnee B. But um, it was their discipline, Fitzy. They gave away stupid free kicks. They gave a 100-meter penalty at one stage, yeah, uh, which yep. is just, just dumb cost them a goal um you know just just little things like that silly free kicks they didn't have to give away um and they they could have quite easily still won that game mm. not playing at their best so um you know they obviously they got uh Prestia looked quite slow um it's his first game back since i think round two or three um but he looked quite slow he got you know picking up the ball he just his awareness wasn't there and he was just getting mm. tackled and dispossessed yep. quite easily so i think uh, you know at least they got a game under him um and then obviously he'll front up again this week. So, but um, I don't think you're right off the Tigers just yet. Um, you know they they still got one of the better game plans and yeah, yeah. in in the league. Yeah, and yeah. That forward pressure they just swarm. So Brisbane were just very aggressive. Um, you know I don't know if you've seen much of the game. Charlie Cameron tackling big um yeah. Curvis yeah. holding the ball and then Dan Curvis gives away a fifty. Yeah, and that's exactly. a goal. So. Yep. Like there was there was two, uh, you know. So there's the hundred meter penalty that gave away a goal, and then there was the fifty meter from from Nan Curvis that gave yeah. away a goal. So yeah, that's a difference. There's two, there's two goals there. Yep. So you know, just just silly things which I know Hardwick will be all over him about, and and they'll come out this week. And I'd I wouldn't ex- be surprised if you see a, a Hardwick give him a bit of a fire up and yeah. and come out and and absolutely belt the Saints this I, week. I so. think they'll respond in a yeah, big way this week. Yeah. We'll talk about that game yeah. shortly. But yeah, great win by the Lions. And we've, we've been quite bullish with them this year. And it is their premiership to win. Well, we'll it definitely like, is now. they got an extra week be, off. It so. has to be theirs now. So we'll, we'll see what happens in a couple of weeks' time. But let's break down these couple of Saturday games, Gracie. And one we're, we're looking forward to another one. St. Kilda knocked off the Doggies. And again, a couple of teams we've been quite uh, harsh on this season uh, too coming in there. I ended up picking the Saints. You went with the Dogs. Tell us a bit about this game. I'm, I'm not sure. Is there much you can read into it. I, I, I think we're both on the same page where we say that neither of these teams were going to go probably past this week. It'd be a surprise yeah. if they did. Obviously, St. Kilda's now lost a few players. Ryder's not going to play. Carlisle's gone home at the birth of his child. Uh, and obviously, Ben Long's been suspended. I mean, do you think there are any chance this week? We'll talk about the game coming forward, but did you learn anything against the Doggies you think that might change your opinion? Not really. I, I think it was... It was. I honestly thought the Doggies would win quite easily. Um, and upon checking it, I think halfway or three quarters of the way through the third quarter, Saints were in front by about four goals. So, mm. and I was like, oh, I started to get a bit worried there that you know it's going to be a blowout. But the look, the dogs fought back. Yeah, um, it's just they're they're just inconsistent. They drop off for too much of a, a game for them to, I suppose, um, go too much mm. further. They'll go out and um, their forward lines their issue. Fitzy, they need Norton's one of the best backmen um, when he was playing down there in the league. I think you got to put him back there and go out and get a, another key forward. You can't have him up forward, yeah, because yep. um, they struggled down back, and but then they also struggled up forward. Like Bruce, for me, he's not really. He kicked the first goal, and he didn't yeah. do much after that, did nah, he? No, nah, apart from I think he, they said he kicked six goals in one game this it's year, North Melbourne, <laughs> um, and then he, yep. uh, I think he kicked something like ten for the rest of the year or something, or nine for the rest of the year. So. 
Um, I think they just need to go out and get a, a bit better key forward, whether yeah. they go harder to Ben Brown or um, I know Danaher's um, already decided where he wants to go, but whether they can make a late play for Danaher or someone like that to to just bolster up that forward line because they, they need a, a target up there. And for me, I, I'd prefer Norton down back. If they put Norton down back and get a key forward, they're, they're right up there for a top four next mm. year for me. Yeah, they got the midfield. Tim English will only get better. Yeah. Um, you know, if you go get a key forward, you can try and get a second ruck forward option mm. there. So um, it was disappointing from the Doggies because I expected more from them. Yeah. Um, good win by the Saints, but... Um, I think that's that's all the train's going to yeah. chew <laughs> for the Saints. Yeah, good call there. That's um probably the, can't really add much to that to be honest. That was a great great summary of that game, Gracie. And the the doggies like the right at the end there, they really came back and they yeah. were very close and they could have actually snagged the win. I think they were it was about two minutes left in the game and they were still down by the three points they lost by. But yeah. unreal effort for them to come back. But I think you're right. That was really their game to win and they really sort of fudged it up, didn't they? But yeah. lots to like about the doggies. I guess the it's the uh, the Josh Shackey experiment. They were hoping he would turn into that four. Then they get Bruce and he's not quite Tom on the Boyd. mark. Exactly right. So they're still searching for that. Or oh, uh, Travis Cloak as well, if you yeah. want to go back a bit further. But yeah, hopefully they can recruit over the They, they haven't really had a decent four probably since Chris Grant or... Oh, Barry Hall even. Like yeah, Barry Hall, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah, it's funny that, isn't it? It's, it's always sort of been their weakness, hasn't it? But yep. um, now let's move on to the last game on Saturday. And this one surprised everybody, including us. Uh, Collingwood beating West Coast by a point. And this is probably the best I've seen Collingwood play in a while. And yeah. What the hell happened to Mason Cox? Do you think that was a rev up you kind of gave him that yeah. if he didn't kick goals, he'd be he'd be cut. Well, he kicked I, I, I in said, the first. I did say, and I think I said it when we uh, to your father in law at golf. <laughs> I said for Collingwood to win, to go, he's either going to kick four or five, or yeah. Cox has got to come out and and you know he's got to kick for them to make a granny. He's still got to kick around ten to twelve goals yeah. throughout the finals for. For uh, for them to get there, he's kicked what three? Or did he finished with four. I think he only kicked the three. Yeah, that was um, it. And then the he first got quarter. Then he what happened to him? He got run into or he got Something whacked. Like that, yeah. I think he was wasn't quite right. Yeah, after that, but, but um, I was praying that Collingwood won Fitzy after. Obviously, the discussion your father-in-law put a, a bet on, but uh, that's all right. You gambled responsibly. Um, so, but no, uh, disappointing from West Coast Fitzy. You know, Natanui up against... It was a good ploy from um, from Buckley. They went in with Cameron and Grundy mm. um, to sort of just work Natanui over, and it, it clearly worked. Um, you know, there was obviously a bit of an issue with Grundy sitting out the last couple of minutes yeah. on the bench. Um, you know, and they obviously... Buckley has full faith in Cameron to do that so I think it was more um, you know so they didn't bang Grundy up I guess too much going mm. up against Nick Nat because it's it's a big task rucking against Nick Nat for a whole game mm. so um, you know Cox did a bit Cameron did a bit so yeah. three under one it, it, yeah. it sort of wears wears Natanui down a bit so um, but yeah it's very disappointing from, from West Coast I thought they would have won that game very yeah. easy but it just shows that if Collingwood bring the pressure and and stick to their game plan that they can they can probably beat anyone, Fitzy, yeah. and that's why I'm a little bit nervous this week. So <laughs> oh, I would be too, to be um, honest. It's but have yeah. they? I guess the question is, have they played their grand final? Maybe so. That's the thing, and and possibly, and you know, even like you know, Levi Greenwood turned back the clock, and he made Tim Kelly irrelevant in that game. They just they it just worked, whatever they did, and I actually think it was the rev up they got from the West Australian paper when they were calling them dirty and all that kind of thing, not being welcome over there, and you know, Kane Corns said they were making up the numbers. I reckon those things really play 
play on a team like like Collingwood. Yeah. You know when they're up and about, they're one of the best teams yeah. in the comp. But it's I think quite it was funny to see Kane Corns get yeah. owned. <laughs> yeah, I know, wasn't it? But it's um it's interesting. Like even with Cameron, even when Grundy was racking against Nat Newey, you might notice that like he kept running in and stopping. He yeah. was obviously worried about Nat Newey jumping into him, and, and yeah. you know, obviously he's had a huge ruck load this year. Uh, so obviously some great tactics there that did work for them. But you know, like I said, Cox kicked three. He looked great in that first quarter. They just got it, got the job done. Their Maynard did pretty well on on Ryan, so they really worked out their matchups. And we'll sort of use that to filter into to this week's games. But you, so you feel a bit nervous as a Geelong supporter this yeah, weekend? Yeah, I am. I am. So we, we can jump into these. This will we'll obviously do uh, Friday night's game first. Yeah, exactly. So I you know, I think I would be a bit too if I was a Geelong man. But anyway, we've got Friday night uh, St Kilda taking on Richmond. And as we've sort of spoken about already, Grace, you'd expect Richmond are going to come out firing. They're going to fire back. And Pearl St Kilda might be in the end of a bit of a drubbing here. Yeah. But you did allude to it earlier that they've got a big inclusion. Tom Lynch is back. And he was a man I feel like would have made a big difference against Brisbane. Because you see they kicked that big long high ball in they got Rewalt jumping at it but that's Lynch's ball you know he's yep. the one that goes to that and Rewalt sort of yep. working around the packs but I think for St Kilda with Long, Carlisle and Paddy Ryder out there's some big outs I yep. think Ben Long's actually a bit unlucky I'm not sure if you saw the incident but he was a bit unlucky to go yeah. out there I think this might be the end of the road for St Kilda but is there any hope at all they could get up and, and knock off a, a surprise not, upset not unless uh, Lynch and Dusty and Cochin do a hammy in the first five minutes <laughs> Fitzy and Grimes maybe but oh, I just think Lynch just just straightens them up a bit more and yep, you know yep. watching that game last week I don't think Richmond learned like they stuck to their game plan which is obviously you know what they've they've done all year but kicking it long to Rewalt when you've got mm. Harris Andrews who's just the intercept you know one of the best in the comp just coming yeah. across spoiling marking doing whatever he want um, so yeah it was uh it was a tough night for Rewald. He, you know, battled hard and and um, look, they weren't far off. But yeah, Lynch, you put you put Lynch down there, and it's all of a sudden Harris Andrews got to be mm. accountable. Um, he would have played on Lynch, and it possibly could have freed up Rewald. So yeah, yep. Um, there was rumours that Hardwick was going to leave Cholly. I do see Chol's being dropped, so yep. um, that they were going to stretch St Kilda because of the, obviously they've lost Ryder and Carlisle mm. um, there. So, but they've obviously um, yeah dropped Chol, which. I mean, he just, he didn't look right. Nah, he just nah. looked out of it and looked, you know, obviously he just needs a bit more experience and um, a bit more time in the gym and, and that. But, um, you know, Lynch is a massive in and oh, I wouldn't be surprised if Saint, if Richmond win this by seven, eight goals. Yeah, like but really yeah. make a statement. Yeah. I think they, they almost need to, don't they? They need to come yeah. out and respond to that performance Especially last week. So they come out and, and win by, you know, eight to ten goals. It's going to set up an awesome prelim against Port because yeah, the pressure's yep. on Port. Yep. They beat them last time, but we know Richmond's Richmond for me is still the premiership favourite, even though they've lost the first yeah. week. So. I mean, that's that's the benchmark of the comp. Still Richmond, isn't it? Yep. So it's going to be it's going to be a very interesting match. You know that the Saints will be they'll be taking that form in from the last game. It wasn't a convincing win, but you know, yep. still if a the win Saints for them. play quick footy. Like they did last time they played Richmond. Yeah, Richmond yep. were injury depleted yep. um, last time. Um, so there's a few stars missing, but they've got to play quick, high-pressure yeah, footy. If they yep. don't, R- Richmond will walk all over them. Yeah, yeah, very if, true. If, if Richmond are up by four goals at quarter time, Saints just yeah, should go it. home. Like. <laughs> well, it's funny because even I think I said last week that St. Kilda is the sort of team that if they're up at, say, at quarter time, half time, they're going to be in the game. But if they're down, they're, they're gone. They're, yeah. they're out of it. Yeah. So it'll be very interesting to see. But Josh Battle's a handy in for them. Shane Savage and Jonathan Marsh come in. But sort of to flip the script a bit, would you say that one finals win is a pass for St. Kilda, though? Like, no one would have predicted them to even make the finals, let alone get through to, to week two. 
Yeah, I think so. I think it's a pass. Um, there's still obviously question marks. Um, you know, Bradley Hill didn't really do much this year. He's sort of been the most disappointing. Um, Hanabry's been in and out, but, mm. you know, they obviously knew what they were getting with Hanabry. So um, I think... They've still got to probably go recruit maybe another defender. Um, the, the, their recruit of the season has been um, Dougal Howard for Oh, he's for been great, he, yeah. Um, yep. the, the, if Port don't win the flag, it's because they let Dougal Howard go. Yeah, he, yeah. He has just – he's been – I wouldn't be surprised if he wins the Saints or goes close top five Saints BNF. Mm. He has been unreal this year. Um, so they probably need another defender. Um, and then they need a – like obviously they got King up there. As the, as the big man, but they yep, need yep. maybe another. I know Gresham's been out, which has hurt them massively. Yeah, yeah. Um, but even another sort of small half forward that can um, kick them, you know, twenty to thirty goals. Mm, for fill the in year. a gap in there, yeah, because their yep. midfield's okay. It's not star studded, but um, you know, hopefully Hill can can have a better second year, and you know, Steel's only going to get better. They still got Ross. They yeah. still got Billings. Yeah, you know, got, got some good some pieces, good, don't yeah. they? Probably because Billings obviously made the move from forward line to the midfield. It's probably his twenty odd goals they need to replace next yeah. season. Yeah, yeah, it's a, an interesting and like you know, even Memory's been very up and down. Kent's been he's been okay coming over from Melbourne, but yeah. it's 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 yeah, it's hard looking at the St Kilda team. Like, oh, do you feel like they've overachieved a little bit this year? I mean, I know that Ratton's come along and, you know, he's put his game plan and probably his culture in at the club, which yeah. they needed a bit of a refresh, but you no, know, chances are you might lose Paddy. I mean, Jaron Geary's not getting any younger. They've still got to feel those old guys hanging around the talent, the young talent they've, they've had come in and like guy like Callum Wilkie, like he's flown way under the radar. You know, they picked yep. him out of the South Australian footy league. He's played every game since he debuted last year. Like he's been fantastic and he's still fairly young yeah but they're probably still one or two really big pieces off a, a grand final at least would you think oh absolutely absolutely i think you know they got the, the one of the top probably five ruckmen in the league in marshall he's, yeah. he's only going to get yep. better he's still young and you know if, if they can get patty Ryder fit for next year and and play mainly forward that um that only helps king um, out, freeze him up a bit, and then you get that um, sort of half four that can mm. kick you another 20, 20 goals. As you said, Billings replacement, and, and I still think they need another, maybe another defender, um, maybe yep. a rebound defender even, yep. so like a yeah. Zach Williams type if, yeah. if he was uh, considering that. But, uh, you know, whether they go hard after Adam Sard or someone like that. Yeah, a bit of speed, actually, yeah, yeah that back yeah. line. I mean, I know because Zach Jones probably was recruited as that role. Now he's playing in the midfield, mm-hmm. so they probably need that burst player off half back that yep. can really set them up. And yep. Yeah, that's actually a really good point, Gracie. But that's, yeah, it's going to be an interesting game. I, I don't think that St. Kilda really have too much of a chance uh, this week, but we did pick Richmond last week and they let us down, so <laughs> that's, yep. that's where we are at the moment. Yep. But let's move on to the, the second game, the Saturday game and this is going to be this is going to be the big one oh, this is a big challenge I think we've got Collingwood who I think at $2.35 gamble responsibly that's probably a bit too high I feel yep. they were unreal last week I was super impressed but taking on your Geelong uh, let's let you break this one down for us yeah as I said Fitz it'll be interesting to see um, if they go in with Cameron Cox and, and Grundy again because you're only going up against Stanley. Mm. Um, wouldn't be surprised if Radigalia comes back in just to chop out Hawkins a little bit. Um, Radigalia is, is he's in a tough spot. He's on the edge of being in the best 22. Um, he's only 20, as I've said multiple times, she's only 21 years old. Yeah, he's, of course. Give him another four years, he'll be an absolute gun of the competition. So um, I wouldn't be surprised if he comes back in to the side um, just to that extra tall. 
because um, if he if he's on, we'll win, guaranteed. Yeah. He he's yep. that link up man that that sort of um, you know can free up Stanley to sort of roam across half back, um, and we're at our best when when that happens. So um, yeah, there's there's a few reports that. He could come in for Henderson, and therefore it would oh, move yeah. Blissars yeah. back into yeah. defence, which um, I think is really important because I think Taylor will take probably my check, um, possibly, and you could even have a Blissars play on like a Dugowie or someone mm. like that. Mm. Um, he's very versatile in, yeah. in that way. So, um, yeah, definitely. Or, or he plays on a Mason Cox or someone like that. So, But, um, no, I'm very nervous, Fitzy. I'm, I'm actually I'm tipping against Geelong really? in this game. Okay. I, I actually think... Watching Collingwood, I, I just and we struggle against Collingwood. Um, so I hope yeah, they prove yeah. me wrong. I'd lo- I hope they prove <laughs> me wrong, but um, I'm a- I'm actually tipping Collingwood. Okay, that's I'm very surprised at that. Yeah. But having said that, watching Collingwood last week, I can see why they were unreal. And I hate saying that about Collingwood of all teams, but yeah. they were brilliant against West Coast and yeah. just made them look stupid. Like I know they won by a point, but like yeah. Collingwood was just unreal. Especially a couple of those goals they kicked at the end. Yep. I think um, yep. Mychek kicked one and. To go, I think it might have been kicked the other one, and I'm like, they just pulled that out of their ass, and yep. it was bloody good. Yep. But um, so you reckon maybe Radaglia comes in? You think it's interesting? I don't think they'll put Cameron in again. I reckon he's sort of done his job for now. Um, yep. Hopefully, Grundy's nice and fresh because that's probably where it starts for Collingwood. They're going to be able to win that ruck, and um, you know, two very good midfields going head to head. You probably think that's where it's going to start in the midfield. Yeah, I think that that's where it'll be won for mine. I think you know, we've both got f- solid defenses, and you know, you've got guys up four that can. Keep Kick a winning mm. score, so I think whoever wins the midfield battle will win. Uh, will win the game for me. Yep. So you yep. know you got Adams, Trelaw, Pendles up against Selwood, Danger, and um, Meningola, Duncan, yeah. yep. those sort of guys. So Selwood has had his finger operated on um, this week. So. Um, Danger did say yesterday he'd probably still be out there if he um, had his leg chopped off. Yeah. So <laughs> guaranteed that he'll be a definite starter, Selwood. So he'll just have the, the finger bandaged up um, pretty heavily. Yeah. So, um, and, you know, he'll... Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if you see a good captain's performance from Selwood, but I, I just don't know if it'll be enough. I think that the key for me is I think Dangerfield's got to play 80% in the midfield. Yeah. Um, yep. And if we need him up forward, put him up for a spell. But I, I just think... Yeah, the, the like you said before, Dalhouse, Atkins, and that like there, Atkins is going to be the in the in the future he'll be the midfield ball that we mm. we need. He, he reminds me of like a Max Rook type when we had in our Premiership yeah. years. So um, he's just you know. When, when these big games are on the line, you just got to put danger yeah, in there. I, think, I, so. I can't see why you don't. Like um, it's, you can be a bit cute with it, but it's a Luke Beveridge thing, isn't it? There's a yep. border there between being cute and just being yep. stupid, really. But I think for me, it's going to be one between sort of, like you said before, Gaz, Rowan and Myers didn't kick a goal, wasn't it? So then you yep. got them sort of versus... Um, uh, who am I thinking Elliot. of? Elliot. Hoskin Elliot. Yep. Elliot and um, and Jaden Stevenson for Collingwood. Yep. So it's sort of those yeah, those guys, I think, where the difference is going to be. You yep. need goals out of your sort of small to medium forward. Yep. So that's where the game's going to be yeah. won. But and look, I wouldn't be surprised. It happens every year. Geelong lose the first final when they finish top four and they come mm. out. Oh, I think one year we come out and um, we weren't expected to beat Sydney. Um and absolutely yeah, thumped them. Yep, so, yep. Um, and I think we did against Port Adelaide one other time. So, 
Um, you know, I'd love it if they did, but I'm 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 tipping Collingwood. Okay. Unfortunately, it's well, probably I'll, yeah. All, fair enough. I'll tip John. Not, then. It's probably not a good thing, but <laughs> oh, I just yeah, I'm I'm very nervous about this game. Yeah, so. I would be too. I'll tip the Cats just to mix it up a little bit, Gracie. But it's going to be a great round or you know, great couple of games of footy anyway. And I'm looking forward to the prelim finals. Going to have a couple of big ones in there. So you're going to tip uh, Collingwood in that game. I'll go Geelong, and we're both on Richmond yeah. for Friday night. Yeah. But let's switch things up a little bit, Grace. We've been talking a little bit uh, off air, I guess, about some sort of trade rumours, some trade radio style content that we might look into through the off season. Yeah. Um, and there has been a few rumours lately and there's a bit of player movement that's sort of been happening already. We mentioned yeah. a couple of players, you know, Yazak Williams and Saad have been linked to Carlton. Yeah. Obviously, North Melbourne is getting rid of everybody, which is, um, you know, probably well overdue. John Blakely has come in as an assistant coach yeah, I'm very excited that. about, which is fantastic. But you did have a few players that you think might have been on the move that you wanted to bring up to, yeah, to discuss. Yeah, there's, there's also rumours that um, 80,000 Essendon supporters are going to a different... Uh, <laughs> Might be going to the NRL, I think. So <laughs> it's probably well into um, too. <laughs> no, I think um, the, obviously the big one, Fitzy Danaher, has nominated. He wants to go to Brisbane. Um, yeah. So how he gets there, I do not know because Essendon can match the contract. Um, yeah. So it's uh, trade's going to have to be struck there. I think Brisbane's going to have to give up a lot to to get him. I think I don't. And we saw last year, you know. Um, is it Dodoro or Adrian Oh, the, the, the Essendon guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, um, he wouldn't budge with what Sydney were offering for Danaher. So, um, yeah, it's going to be going to be tough yeah. to, to get him. Um, it's, it's funny. Like, I know that Danaher's nominated the Lions, but do they really need him or do they really want him? Like, I mean, I mean, if they want to kick more points in a yeah. game, sure. For, for me, for me, I think um, Hitwood's Hitwood stalled a little bit for mine. Um, he hasn't turned into that. Um, like he probably for me needs to bulk up a little bit yeah, more and, sure. and adds that contested mark into his game. Like he's good on the lead, he can fly the pack mark, but when he's one on one, he really does struggle a little yeah, bit. So yep. he's sort of stalled in that department for me. And then you got Charlie Cameron, the small forward. You can't rely on him to win a Coleman for you. I think mm. they need that that other big guy that. And we know Danaher can mark one on one. Yeah, no problem. Yep. So. Um, he would definitely help. Um, it might just probably move McInerney out or whether they um, just tell Steph Martin that that's it and, mm. and McInerney becomes a full-time rock, which, which this yeah. year he did quite yeah. well. So, yeah. you know, and, and I said this year that they struggled without Steph Martin because of his size, but, you know, put McInerney in the gym for another preseason. There's no reason why he can't um, take that number one yeah, role. That's true. So I guess it probably kicks like, kicks out. It probably squeezes out like McStay. And remember they've had a lot, they've had like Sam Skinner came through and they've had a few other tall forwards come through. Yeah. That probably stops the development of those guys maybe. Yeah. But I know it's tricky though and, and it's probably an Essendon thing, but then, you know, Danaher said 12 months ago he wanted to go to Sydney and he didn't end up going to Sydney. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see that one. I, I, yeah. I don't know. Well, I, I think he's, he's picked Brisbane because of their ability to um, get injured players back on the park. So yeah, like Lincoln yep. McCarthy is a perfect True. example. Couldn't get on the park at Geelong. He's gone up there and played pretty much two full seasons. So, um, yeah, that's I think that's one of the, the main reasons yeah, for feeding yeah. up there, which is fair enough. He hasn't, Dano Definitely. hasn't had a full season for God knows how long, so, yeah. or ever. So, yeah, um, true. But obviously, speaking on the Essendon side, Fitzy Sard's nominated. Um, has he nominated someone? Carlton. Yet? Carlton, yeah. yeah so, yep. um, you know, they pick up Carlton, pick up Sard and Zach Williams. Tell you what, that's they'll, like, they'll finish top eight. Next that's year. the two players they need. The yep. two they need the speed guys yep. that can push up onto a wing. Um, obviously, yep. they've like, like Williams. Williams will play midfield as well. Yeah, so. like that's almost exactly who they yep. needed. Like, I, hats off to the Carlton recruiting staff. Like, yep. that's fantastic. Yeah, who would have thought, see. you know, four or five years ago that Carlton were 
on the verge of finishing top eight mm. this year and they're going to pull off two of the biggest halfback. Yeah. Um, Interesting. Guys. Big recruits. Yeah. Well, what do you think they'll do with their ruck situation? Do you think Pitnet is their ruckman going forward or will they stick with uh, De Koenig? He was nah, handy. They'll, they'll go out and get a ruckman. They'll go get yeah, one? Yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah, I don't know who they'll get, but they'll they'll get someone. Fitzy, uh, yeah, there, there's plenty. Of, apparently, Bruce isn't happy at Melbourne. Yeah, so, I've read that. Yeah, um, both Sydney teams are after him. Yeah, the latest rumor so on that one. He could end up there as well, but Carlton will push for for someone. Yeah, so. I mean, personally, I would question Bruce's intelligence. Why he'd want to go from North Melbourne to to Melbourne to go yep. behind Max Gorn. That's very strange. But yep. I want to throw a couple of ones at you here, Gracie, because a friend of the show, uh, the Chicken Ricky Nixon's, he's been all over this stuff all <laughs> off season. So if we do some off season, I'd like to shows, know where he gets his uh, oh, data from. Would you like to know? We'll okay. get him on to tell us a few. He's just tweeted on Facebook that uh, Ben Brown's looking more and more likely to go to Collingwood. I still think he's going to stay. I think yep. it's a it's a. I mean, it happens. You know, the players want to explore their options, and the, the best option is just to stay where you are, essentially. But he put up a post the other day, and it is full of rumors. And I just want to throw a couple at you here, uh, just to sort of see what you think. Uh, what do we got? Brad Crouch is probably the big one. He's on the move. He's one that's linked to Geelong, and there's yep. talks of a four to five year deal. Do you see that happening? Yeah, I think so. I think Geelong will get that one over the line. I think that'll just add to their midfield, and that that therefore frees up danger to play forward next yeah, year so yeah. um, you know you put and as long as they re-sign Hawkins they still haven't yet I'm, <laughs> I'm not worried because I know he'll, he'll re-sign his dad played there and everything grandfather yeah. so it's um it'll be a no no yeah. worries I think do you think they'll unless better... someone unless someone offers him bloody two mil a year but um no I think um you put Hawkins and danger up there it's pretty yeah. pretty uh worrying forward line you know because obviously danger's power and and power off the mark so uh, but yeah, you've got, then you'll have Crouch, Selwood, and mm. Menangola, Duncan, a um, couple of the younger guys, Parfit, obviously still in there. Yeah. So. What about Higgins? Can they fit him in if he's on the move? Yeah, I think they'll. I think it'll be. I think what will happen is a lot of people are going to be like, "How the hell have Geelong got these players in?" But I think Higgins will come. Yeah. And Higgins will play off a wing, wing yeah. half forward. Because um, I think Gaz will retire. Yeah, I think he probably yeah. will too. But interesting to see what happens then with your Constables and your Fogarty's and these guys that just won't be able to get a game. Fogarty but will probably get delisted. Do you think if if Geelong loses this weekend, that's another final level loss? I know we won't talk about all that side of things, but do you think that puts even more pressure on Scott and the board to go out and just top up with Higgins? With I mean, Crouch is a probably a, he's a younger player, but yep. those sorts of guys to try and hey guys, we need we need to win one this year. Yeah. Otherwise, there's a lot I of think, pressure. I think if they lose. They'll go get definitely Crouch as a definite. Yep. Um, Higgins, um, I was still highly likely. I think he'll come, but I think they'll go out and get a Ruckman. As yeah, well. they need a Ruckman, um, don't they? They'll keep Stanley. Yeah. Um, as as a backup, but I think they'll go get out, go get a, a Ruckman, and whether that is someone like a Steph Martin, who you know maybe surplus mm. to requirements if Danaher does go up there. So yeah, and like Martin, you know you give him a solid preseason, he could still be quite dominant Ruckman. So. Mm, that's true. And um, even like thinking when Stanley was at St. Kilda, he was never a full-time Ruckman, nah. was he really? So you probably need someone who's a bit more of well, a traditional tap. As well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I'll throw a few more names and there's a few here from the GWS Giants, Gracie. Apparently Jackson Haley has already nominated Adelaide, I believe. So he could be a big pickup for them. I thought he was them. nominating North. No, nah, no, I wish. Uh, Harry Perryman has also been linked to Hawthorne. But speaking of Hawthorne players, Jack Gunston. I've read that he's on the way out and Collingwood here is there's the chicken yeah, saying 
is very high on the list of potential yeah. suitors for, yeah. for Dick Gunston. And now here's yeah. the interesting thing with, with Hawthorne. I want to ask you this question. Obviously, Hawthorne's sort of at a weird point now where they've got a lot of the aging guys, and we've spoken about that before, a lot of unproven rookies. They're going to have to move a big piece, aren't they, to get yeah. some sort of action, whether it's draft picks yeah. or just to clear up some salary cap space. Do you think yeah. Gunston's likely to move and you think we might see a few more yeah, others Gun- get Gunston's traded? Gunston's as good as gone for mine. I, well, for me and for him... He wants to try and win another flag, mm. and why would he stay at Hawthorne? Fair. Like he's got yeah. like Clarkson's a good coach, but their yep. list isn't. They're not winning a flag anytime soon. Yep. So, I think um, Gunston goes, unless yeah, he's he's that in love with the club. Like he's obviously you know in debt to them because they yeah. they got him across from Adelaide. But um, yeah, I think he goes to Collingwood on a quite a big deal, um, eight hundred plus a year. I wouldn't yeah. be surprised. Okay. So. Wouldn't be surprised either. Actually, yeah. maybe a three year deal. Yeah, probably three with an option for a fourth. Yeah, okay. I'd be interested to see that. And I want to get your thoughts on this one, Gracie. Big rumour time at the moment. This is is an exclusive. Cyril Rioli spotted having a meeting with Gold Coast coach Stuart Jew and officials. What do you reckon about that one? They weren't just out for burgers or something, were they? (laughs) Probably. I'd read something into that one. You you just never know. Oh, look, um, you know, it's not a bad move by the Suns, to be honest. Get some experience. Whether it's uh, may not be for playing, it could be for coaching, Fitzy. Um, Obviously, Cyril's um, indicated he's been quite happy up there. And I think Clarkson's even reached out to him once or twice in the last couple of years if he's welcome back. Mm, But, mm. uh, yeah, look, I don't think he'll go back to play. I, I think it could be in a coaching role. Um, okay. That yeah, one. that could make a bit more so, sense then, couldn't it? Yeah. Exactly right. So, and a couple more here. Looks like Josh Kennedy and Shannon Hearn are going to go around again. And uh, one player that's linked to North Melbourne is Jackson Trengove. Yes, there's one. <laughs> there's one. But anyway, it's going to be a very interesting off-season. And, and I think we might end up doing maybe a couple of shows here or there, maybe like an off-season edition and a pre-season edition, possibly talk yep. about some rumours. And we might get the chicken on to give his his insights on a few moves. But it's going to be a great week of footy this week, Grace. We've got a few more, of course, for the big grand final show. We've got the Brownlow coming up with all sorts of stuff happening yep. so keep an eye on the Facebook and the website it's been a pleasure as it always has, it has keep an eye we might uh, do something around the brand though it's going to be a obviously a live uh, what is it web yeah it's going to be all online um, online version so we may uh We'll see, we'll you know see. We, you know what we should do? We should try and get the Zoom code and just join in and <laughs> be in there with everybody. That'd be interesting. <laughs> just say, hey, mate, how you going? <laughs> of course. All right, you can check out the back catalogue of all of our stuff at greywolfentertainment.net. Gracie, I'll see you next week. Otherwise, uh, go Collingwood. Yeah, go Collingwood. This has been another presentation from the Grey Wolf Entertainment Network, greywolfentertainment.net.